1: This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. And happy Mother's Day. What a great
0: day it is. 14th of May 2023. I hope you've got a great day planned for you uh, and your mum, or the mums that are in your life. And a very special lady who is a mum is joining me today. Lady who I'm sure you will have uh, maybe sung along with some of her songs over the years. Darlene Check. good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you? Oh,
0: I'm well. Happy Mother's Day.
2: Oh, thank you. So my, I actually love this day. Celebrating the thing that I love most in the world is being a mama yeah. and a grandmother now.
0: Life changing. Yeah. So, how many times have you been a mama so far? How many kids? I
2: have three. I have three daughters. Um, two son in laws. About to be three son-in-laws, son in laws. Son in loves. So I call them. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> and six grandkids.
0: Wow. Ranging
2: from 13 to 8 months.
0: Wow. So, you
2: know, I love it. I, I it's actually such a gift, such a gift.
0: Yeah, it, it it I mean I can only speak from the perspective of being a dad, but I can imagine as a mum there is an even greater bond and connection because, you know, you carried those little babies and then you brought them into the world with, you know, <laughs> with a lot of push. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, you know, all the yeah. other all the other push and pain that comes along the way. Could you have ever thought, you know, where you yeah. are now with, you know, three kids, two married, one about to, the third about to be married, a bunch of grandkids, when you had your first child, was that thought ever in your mind of this is what life's going to be like in the future?
2: Look, I never imagined the life <laughs> that we are living in. A, I couldn't have imagined it in a million years, but I will tell you, I guess, you know, growing up as part of a a broken family. When I was fifteen, when I got saved and radically saved, I was already living at a home. My my heart yearned just for family, and so I started buying things and I little plaques and little baby things from when I was fifteen years old. Mm. <laughs> you think that was really weird, but actually, I I know where it came from, and I used to buy little things that said Amy. I just I'm like, God, one day I want to be married and I'm gonna have a little girl called Amy. And so thank the Lord it was a little girl, because Amy doesn't really suit a little boy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but that's that's what happened. And um, you know, I just I guess, you know, God puts the lonely in family and you know, I th- I, I'm i so grateful. I, I do understand, though, that Mother's Day is actually a really hard day for lots of people, mm. and they're not walking out, you know, what I am walking out today. And, you know, I just want to really honour every woman today because I think Mother's Day brings up lots of pain for people, actually. So, you know, just for anyone listening, just want to say we love you. Those who are in the valley of infertility or mums who are grieving or blended family mums, and it's just tough, foster mums, you know, all this stuff today can sometimes feel really harsh. So, yeah, just saying we love you. We're with you. We're praying for you today.
1: Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. We're
2: going
0: to do communion very shortly, Um, Darlene. How can we best prepare ourselves toward that, that very special moment?
2: yeah look i I would firstly say you know wherever you are make sure you you just have some sort of emblem ready um but you know communion is not a ritual we go through it is literally god said i'm going to give you this as as a feast to remember me and remember everything that i've done for you and i was reading through um, romans 5 and just being so grateful again, I guess, for the, the sacrifice where it says while we were well while we were still enemies with God, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. And much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And when I when I read that and I, I'm just so very, very grateful for the price that Jesus paid for us. And you know, when I was about this particular morning you know i thought actually one of the the things that christianity brings us through jesus that nothing else can is forgiveness and i think that's just what i want to sit on this morning preparing our hearts you know bringing our hearts before the lord as we you know partake of these emblems and you know that the omnipotence of god can do everything but one thing he 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 cannot like make make a heart become broken and contrite he he has given us a free will and he's given us he's made us free bearing beings he'll knock on the door of our heart and you know every time I get to communion I'm like God please let my heart remain soft before you so that I can live in the power of forgiveness that you paid very dearly for. And, you know, forgiveness ultimately brings us freedom of heart. And so there's lots of things we can talk about around communion, but I guess that's what I wanted to just on Mother's Day, you know, I I just really wanted to land on that, you know, without repentance, like mercy is not possible, restoration is not possible, a new start is not possible. Um, Let me just read you this little psalm from Psalm 32. It says, but what a joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is poured out of sight, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. It says, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away. Day and night, your hand of discipline was on me. My strength evaporated. It says, finally, I confess my sin to you and stop trying to hide my guilt, and, and you forgave me. And it says, and all my guilt is gone. So, you know, I just wanted to remind people of that. The Bible simply says, you know, to open our hearts before the Lord and and remember when we partake, the body that was broken so that we could be whole, the blood that was shed so we don't need to be continually um, sitting under guilt and condemnation. And, and for me, every time I come to this moment, I just say to the Lord, please forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me <laughs> mm. um, so that I can move forward in this life with a clean and a free heart, and forgiveness is what will do that.
1: Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. Well, Jesus said that when we gather, and
0: we're kind of gathered here today in our own places and spaces all around the country in uh, one big body of believers, so we can do this together. If you have some elements there, just have them ready uh, if not, bring your heart, because God's actually most interested in our hearts. Than anything else? And my guest and co-host this morning is Darlene Check, and Darlene gets to lead us in communion this morning. So it's over to you.
2: Thank you. What a great privilege! Yeah, as Phil said, wherever you're at and um, whatever you're doing, just just let's take this moment together and just bring your heart before the Lord. Um, you know, that word communion, that common union, is. it reminds me that Jesus invites all of us to this table. And, you know, I think the table where Jesus sat that night um, when he was betrayed, that table represents so much to our faith. And everyone is invited to this table of the Lord. Let me just read to you from 1 Corinthians It says, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, and I love that family, remember, always give thanks. It says he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so I want you to take that bread right now and whatever it is that you got or if you're driving just you know receive this in your heart is remember this bread was broken his body was broken so that our bodies could be whole and let's just thank him father thank you so much for this bread everything that it represents thank you for the price you paid so that we may be whole and we receive this in jesus name and then in the next verse family it says in the same way He took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. So do this. Whenever you drink it, remember me. It says, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So again, with a thankful heart, Father, we come before you and we say thank you for your blood, the price that was paid for us. It's hard to wrap our heads around it, Lord, but... I thank you that you've given us this way to continually remember the fullness of the finished work of Christ. Everything that you paid, your death and your resurrection, Father God, that we now may live. The same power that raised you from the dead alive in us. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for the price you paid, and, and we drink this and partake of this cup today with with hearts that are filled with thanksgiving in your precious precious name and everybody said together amen amen this is sunday morning
1: together across australia on vision christian radio we're about to
0: get into a bit of storytelling with my guest and co-host this morning darlene check who's a songwriter and author a, a A singer, of course, uh, and these days a pastor uh, at a church, I said earlier, on the central coast of New South Wales, which is correct, but it's also around the world too. We'll hear a bit about that. But let's start at the beginning. I believe um, you're a Queensland girl, aren't you, Darlene?
2: Oh, it. Broncos.
0: Go the Broncos. (laughs) Well, not the Dolphins?
2: Not the Dolphins.
0: (laughs) So where, where were you born? And if you're brave enough to say, when was that?
2: Yeah no, I was born in um, Brisbane and um, grew up on the south side of Brisbane, and yeah, grew up in a musical family. Okay, mum and church-going grandparents, and you know, my parents had a season when they were married that they were in church together, and some beautiful things went down, and then some terrible things went down. Um, but actually, through that, you know, I I. Was singing on television from when I was ten years old, full time, till I was fifteen. Wow! So that was an amazing, um, uh, what I say, like a very intensive um, experience on learning. You know, I had to learn eight songs a week wow. for thirty six weeks of the year for five years. So I know random songs. Random songs, like sometimes <laughs> someone will say something and a song will pop into my head and I'm like, how do I know that song? And it was like from when I was 12. Um, And then I was put, when we had to record these songs, they had this quartet called the Hari Dagi Quartet and we used we used Channel 9 Studios for all those years. It was up in Mount, wherever that was. Mount in um, And... They used to, they needed a child's voice in there to help bring, you know, a childlike sound for all us kids who were singing. So I was that voice. So for years and years, you know, I I learned how to do harmonies, how to be very fast in the studio, how to be accurate. And you know, when I got saved at 15, like really dedicated my life to Jesus. It I never in a million years <laughs> thought that he could use that experience. You know, I um I wanted to do youth work, youth youth ministry, never really thought you could combine music and ministry together. Mm. I'd only seen worship in church that was quite felt like we were in a time machine. And and going backwards, you know, and, and I once I took a keyboard into church and they told me it was the devil's instrument to take it out. So that didn't go so well. So when I met Mark and he was a drummer and we were in a band together doing high school ministry, I thought, well, this is good. This is really good. We'd sing kind of covers of songs and tell stories about Jesus. But it wasn't until one day that I was in church and God did something in my heart around worship. And I saw something very different. And I was only very young, but I like, I suddenly saw people like every age and every nationality and just people coming to the Lord and bringing this song of worship or a life of worship, even bigger than the song. And it was like God marked my heart for something. No, but to be honest, Phil, then as we've gone on, like my my biggest prayer is just yes. Like, God, whatever you would have, whatever you need me to do, my answer is yes. And so I still sometimes go, I can't believe that I still got to use what God put in me. Um, he used that for his glory. and And, yeah, sometimes we can make it so complicated. I think I made it really complicated for a while. I thought, sure, I'll go. Anywhere in the world, I'll, you know, handle the used tea bags that people are going to send me as a missionary. Um, <laughs> but he he used what he put in me, yeah, for his glory and um, yeah. So you know, it's the tiniest tiniest bit of a very very big story. Sunday,
1: morning, Sunday together. morning together across Australia on Vision
0: Christian Radio. Happy Mother's Day, and I have a very special mum as my guest and co-host today darlene check singer author pastor and so much more um is a cook on the list darlene by the way what do you like in the kitchen
2: love to cook i don't know that i'm any good but (laughs) i love it i turn the music up and just have a good time yeah (laughs) i love to feed people
0: (laughs) yeah hospitality is a wonderful thing now you've been helping feed people so to speak spiritually for many years just talking earlier about that revelation you had as a as a young lady about worship and I guess that connection that, that, that you can help people to have with the heart of God in, in an in expression of worship. Where did that actually take you? Because, you know, you, you had all this experience singing on television from a very young age and then going into worship in a radical setting, shall I say, because, you know, as you said, you came out of a church where a keyboard was the devil's instrument and your husband mm-hmm. was in a band and a drummer. My mm-hmm. goodness. Where did that take you? And was it difficult?
2: Um, Look, we we kind of make fun of wherever we are, right? So, um, no, it's it's actually, there hasn't been so many difficult times. Like I understand with pioneering, there was a lot of pioneering that needed to be done. And I will say, especially as a woman, um, I remember when, No, we weren't. When we went to Hillsong, there was about 150 people. It was called Hills Christian Life Center then. This would have been what mid mid
0: mid 80s, mid to late 80s.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, late late 80s, maybe. Yeah, about 1990 probably. And um, it was really really interesting that when we finally did this worship project with our current with our worship pastor then Jeff Bullock. you know, he he actually disappeared the week before <clears throat> for various reasons and so I had to lead that album and I'm saying to people, I don't want to lead. Hmm. I can't, I don't want to lead. I love being up the back, helping with the choir and um, and Brian actually came and said, you have to, like there's nobody else who can do it. So I ended up leading this album. <clears throat> it was wasn't a master plan. It were in my eyes, it was a master plan in God's eyes. And they were going, I don't know if we can have a woman leading. This is going to be radical in the American church. And I'm like, Well, I'm I'm a woman. I can't change that. And I don't I never felt less than for being a woman until that moment mm-hmm. when there was this hustle over whether I could lead worship as a female. And I'm like, oh, come on, sure. God made, you know, I had to go through all this stuff in my head. But in the end, I'm like, God, if you want me to do this, you just have to, you know, make a way. I haven't got a competitive bone in my body, so I'm like, I'm not going to fight for it, just whatever you want. And then all of a sudden, you know, Sunday I'm leading a, a project and then the rest is history. All of a sudden it's like, bang, doors open. That was when we recorded Shout to the Lord, um, it just—I don't know. It's like the project left my mouth, and it left my life. <laughs> just like the the doors opened everywhere, and that was chaotic. I'll tell you. The next, there was a few years of absolute glory, and then there was a few years of absolute chaos as the the this um kind of pull of the the church worldwide, like you know, women starting to rise up and. You know, I I think on Mother's Day it's just really good to. I just want to remind the women, like what God has put in your heart. You know, if you just be faithful and obedient, you don't, you're not going to have to wrestle for these things. He He will make a way. Our job is just to be faithful, keep doing what's in front of us, doing it well, um, and you know, trusting God to open the door. And my life is exactly that story.
1: Sunday morning together across australia on vision christian radio bill's my name my guest and co-host this morning on this
0: special mother's day is darlene check who is a mum herself of three girls and all i can say is you must have a patient husband uh what's it like having you know i mean the two are grown up and moved away now but um you know three girls in the household how did he cope
2: well how did he cope? He's got a lot of really good mates.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: rescue him every now and again. And look, he's a really good girl, Dad. He's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's a good. Yeah. He's a good man. I've I've had a bit to do with he Mark is. over the years. Now you mentioned a few moments ago that song "Shout to the Lord," which is arguably you know your signature song. It's the one that people would know you most for. How did it come about? How did you write it? Yeah, look,
2: literally, I was at. Home. my girls were little um, we were running a business motorcycle engine parts business as well as volunteering full-time at church and it was just really tough and I was you know you know I was just like crying out to God like I don't know that I can do this. Um, and I just sat down the piano. I remember my girls, because they were jumping on the bed with talcum powder, I found out <laughs> later, because when I finished <laughs> writing the song, I went in, there was like this heavenly talcum powder Cloud. everywhere. But um, I just opened up the Bible between Psalm 96 and 100 and literally just started playing that song. And that song really, it, I didn't even really write it. It wrote itself. It kind of 20 minutes it took.
1: Mm.
2: And I just did worship. I didn't play it to anybody for a while, but but after a while I thought, I think this is a song. I think this is, you know, and I I remember taking it to um, our worship pastor, Jeff, and Russell. We had a music director and I made them stand on the side with their backs to me because I was always so embarrassed as a songwriter. And I remember, like, my Jesus, change that line if you want to. I know it's not very good. My Savior, Lord, there is, I know it's not very good, but like that was the whole song. And in the end, I remember Jeff turning around and he had tears in his eyes. It's like, does, that is stunning. And we did it the following weekend. And it was a weekend that we had been moved out of our building. We were in some a race course building because um, that was the only building available for our church. And I remember doing it in an offering item. And by the end, the whole place was standing up. Mm. And that, again, it left my lips and left my life. It just kind of took its own, got a life of its own, and off it went. And um, before long, people were writing to us and this is before the internet and before all those things, but this song, it was a God thing. It's like, you know, when God takes something and like breathes on it, you you just can't stop something that God wants to do, and that's what happened to Shout to the Lord, and I really can't take credit for it.
0: Can you believe it's been 30 years since that was recorded, Darlene? You're doing another one, I believe. You're re-recording it.
2: I am. I am. I'm in the middle of a little project to celebrate 30 years. So, yeah, I'm excited about it.
0: So, uh, yeah, give us a sneak peek. When's it coming out?
2: Mm, Hopefully before the end of the 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm doing my best. It's all I can do. Now yeah.
0: you you know we we often think about people that are in the limelight, and you've had a lot of that being on stages and on television, and you know on records and and so on. But we don't tend to think about the personal struggles that these people have. You're just a real person like the rest of us, and you've had your fair share of struggles, and particularly your your journey over the last uh, you know in, in the two thousands um, with your breast cancer journey. What have you learned through through all of that? What's God taught you in the middle of all of that?
2: Oh, He's He's taught me so many things. I mean, it cancer a cancer journey s- sorts out what you believe and spiritually and what you believe about family. You know, theology. I had to get really go through my theology of health and healing. What do I know to be true? Um, you know, what's important in life and what just can not, <clears throat> excuse me, take up my brain space. Um, yeah, I've become much better at no hmm. than I was before. Um, sometimes my kids still say, Mom, who are you? I'm like, I don't know, but I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd learned it beforehand. You know, my, my sister-in-law, <clears throat> excuse me, she passed away the end of last year, uh, after a long cancer journey, and I miss her terribly. But, you know, she said to me, um, because they sold their home, used that money to make memories, she said, I wish I had lived like I was dying my whole life. Mm. She said, because it's literally changed the trajectory of my life and my life is full of memories. And she said, and I really know my children and my children really know me. And I've always tucked that in my heart because it's like, yeah, I, I want to live like that too. We don't, none of us are promised tomorrow. So, you don't want to live with intentionality um, and treasure the right things. So, yeah, Phil, it's changed. It definitely changes you.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing about that too, because uh, it, the, these things are p- very personal, and very, very tough. Um, what else, you know, let's flip to the other side. What have, what have been some of the real highs as you look back over over your time so far?
2: Oh, my goodness. Um, well, apart from the birth of my children and grandchildren, which is, you know, and marrying Mark Czech, Um yeah, there's been lots and lots of highs. I mean, one of the things I got criticised for the most was going to lead worship at the Vatican where um, I had the honour of singing with Andrea Bocelli and and two other amazing people. And the reason why I did it, it was the charismatic Catholics were um, praying for the world and they asked if I would come. And I just knew in my heart I had to go. But I will tell you I copped a whole lot of very awful criticism for doing it. But I will, it was one of the greatest highlights because I met hundreds and hundreds of people who are just having encountered the Holy Spirit. They don't know what to do with it, mm. but they're on fire for God. And you know, i that was just one of those things that you go, "I." it was my first trip after treatment. It's the first international trip I did after cancer treatment, and um, it was just like this amazing gift that God gave me. But, look, I... I, you know, going to um Calcutta and being given the privilege of doing something in where Mother Teresa did a whole lot of things. And um now we actually have a Hope you see in Calcutta. Um, you know, that that was a life highlight. It's not something that's seen by anybody, but for me that was really, really precious. And you know, my children getting baptized, they are life highlights. Mm. Um and you know, even my dad. When my dad passed away due to cancer, um, just some of the things he taught me before he passed about about the Word of God and eternal life, and I mean that is a life highlight that I I take with me into every day. Um, you know, being in Rwanda, we still work in Rwanda. We're building a training center there now. Um, But my first trip to Rwanda was life-changing when all these orphans, hundreds of orphans just called me mum and Mm. would talk about, um, you know, hearing my voice being sung. They would play my voice, singing over them when they went to sleep at night to stop the noise of the chatter in their head. Mm. And, you know, these kids going, thank you for raising me. And I'm like, I didn't raise you, but your voice, your voice so like so many highlights <laughs> that are not actually about the big stages and platforms, even though they're amazing privilege, it's always the, the one the one-on-one that is the stuff that wrecks you yeah. in the most wonderful way.
1: Worship, conversation, prayer and teaching. This is Sunday morning together on Vision Christian Vision Radio. Radio. And a special one today
0: being Mother's Day. And my guest and co-host today knows what it's like to be a mum because she's got three kids of her own, three girls, and uh, a nice little brood of grandkids there growing, I'm sure. Darlene Check is my guest. And, Darlene, right now you get to uh, inspire us a bit with the best five-minute message that we'll hear today. So you up for the challenge?
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's going to be that, but I'll do my best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's over to you. Yeah. Well, look, I'm,
2: I'm going to... You two scriptures. One's from Matthew 5, and this is what's on my heart today for Mother's Day. And it's the scripture that says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Excuse me. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone. So, Mother's Day for me today, I have this beautiful picture in my heart of all of us. I, I see a flame, a light, a candle. Myself as a mum, passing on the light of Christ to my kids, to my grandkids, and those in my world that I have the honor of influencing. And, you know, there's this beautiful psalm in Psalm 78. It's called a masculine, it's a teaching psalm. It's written by Asaph. It's described in the Bible as a song, or I call it a hymn for the home. And it reminds us that what we pass on to the next generation is super, super important when it comes to our life of faith. And I guess I wanted to remind our mums or anyone listening today that what you pass on is critically important. Um, This hymn for the home says, I will open my mouth in a parable and I will utter sayings, uh, things that we have heard that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children. But tell them to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might. And it goes on to say so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commandments. And, you know, I'm very aware, you know, when I think about this light of the world, you know, my my responsibility to carry the light of Christ but you know, there's unhealthy things that we can carry to our children. We can pass on our hurts and we can pass on our the stories that that are not healthy things to pass on to our kids. And it's so easy to do that. You know, we're all human, we're all human beings walking through this life. And I just wanted to encourage you today around these two scriptures you know, this one, in, this Psalm says, tell of God's greatness. And, you know, I'm finding myself more and more being very intentional, just about talking about the stories of God's goodness. And when God came through and, and what he did here and what he did then, you know, my kids don't need to hear necessarily all my opinions about everything. They need to hear the stories because, you know, in Revelation it says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the power of the testimony. And I'm like, I want to teach my kids the things that God has done. Um, tell of his greatness. In modern-day language, you know what that says? It says pay attention. It's truly important. Tell of God's greatness. The the kinds of stories about how God was with you through the fire. You know, I tell my kids the stories of God being with us when we had zero money and how groceries would turn up at the door about how God brought me I mean I've stood before kings and presidents and of no doing of my own bono random people I'm like how I don't know how this works but God has like made a way in my life that I cannot Ever take credit for, and and I want to tell my kids these stories. What are your stories? What are the stories when he did a miracle for you? I love to tell the story of when um, I was going through chemo and I was felt like I was going to die. We had to call an ambulance, and how God gave me this picture of my life in the future. And it was, um, I thought it, it was of a wedding actually. And I thought it was of Zoe. And I said to the Lord, thank you for letting me see Zoe be married. And he said to me, look again. And I looked again, and it was actually my granddaughter. And, like, that's a miracle, an anchor he gave me to hold on to. So, you know, there's a million things I could say. I'm a songwriter and a woman, so I could actually be here for three hours talking about this. But... Psalm 145, it says, Yahweh is great, is highly praised, his greatness is unsearchable, and one generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. So I want to just encourage you today, practice the passing of one generation to the next of God's incomparable works. I believe it's part of our purpose as mums, And I just encourage you to do it. Keep telling the stories of what we've experienced, of God's greatness, and it's part of how we can carry the light of Christ to our children as they carry it to their children. Amen.
1: Sunday morning together on Vision Christian
0: Radio. Christian Radio. And what a pleasure it's been this morning to spend some time with Darlene Check on this special Mum's Day, being a mum herself. Now, can I get you to uh, perhaps as we close and say goodbye this morning just to pray for our nation? Uh, There's lots going on. There's lots of people that are going, going through stuff. So can you lead us in a prayer this morning? I'd
2: love to. Jesus, this morning I thank you that you are still the King of kings and the Lord of lords and everything within us this morning. Father, we just give you all the glory. I thank you for our nation. I thank you that she is named the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that she is rising to the sound of her name. I pray for every person who is following you, in our nation that they will have a tenacity and a resilience in their faith that lord god we will be known by our love for you and not our opinions of everything else i pray that you keep leading and teaching our hearts lord god and lord this morning i just i pray for every mum, every mum who is doing her best in whatever season she finds herself in today I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll be the strength that she needs, the comforter, the wisdom, the friend. And, Lord God, I just thank you for Vision Radio. I thank you for what you are doing through this great ministry. Bless Phil and everything in his heart. We just thank you, Lord God. We give you all the glory today and always in your precious and mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, thank you once again, Darlene. It has been a real honour to spend some time with you. Uh, And happy Mum's Day to all the mums too, hey? Yeah, happy
2: Mother's Day, everyone.
0: All right, well, God bless you. That's all we have time for today. Have a wonderful day, and especially if you're a mum, have a fantastic day today. And I'll catch you next week for more Sunday Morning Together
1: right here on Vision. This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio.